It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action, away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Clug Show. Uh, thanks for coming along for the ride, as we uh, we always make a note of. Thank you. We really appreciate you checking out this uh, award-winning podcast. Over one million listens. We're uh, trying to get to two million as quickly as possible. I'm just going to tell you right now, man. Because two million is where the money starts. Hey, hey. Today's podcast is just going to be weird, man. We got This is the fucking world we've created, and we're going to look at it today in the podcast. Uh, don't forget, you can stay up to date all things JLNK by heading over to JLNKshow.com. That obviously includes every episode of this podcast. Plus, we've got all of our uh, YouTube videos up there. There's some fun shit on there for you to check out. And then we've got all the social media stuff and uh, all things JLNK. So, JLNKshow.com. All right. So, what do we have here today? We've got, could I interest you in drinking a poop smoothie? <laughs> uh Hard no. Could I interest you in drinking a poop smoothie for seven thousand dollars? Well, I mean, how much poop are we talking? Is it like just a little bit of poop mixed into a smoothie, hey, this, or is it all? Is it all poop? This story is so funny. Is it my poop? Whose poop is it? Uh, we'll also talk about a uh, a sperm donor who now uh, says women don't want anything to do with him because he's fathered forty seven kids. You know what they call that? That's a lot of baggage. Hey, it sounds like he's a successful sperm donor. We'll talk about uh, a brand new problem they have of people just randomly dialing phone numbers and seeing if maybe they hit somebody with FaceTime. And what happens when you decide to beat your meat on FaceTime to a stranger? What are the penalties? <laughs> and the, the worst person on the planet, it is, uh, well, this is a family affair. One man's march to legalize incest. We'll save that for the end of the podcast. Again, man, I told you, this is going to be fucking weird because this is what we've created here as a society. But let's start right here. This is probably the um, the funniest funny story that we have in the podcast today. Many of us have had drunken nights, right? right. Got a little crazy. But I bet as drunk as you've ever been, as crazy as you've ever been, you've never peed on a child. Mm, can't say that I have. 42-year-old man, his name was Thomas, and he was so drunk he couldn't remember what he did the night before he was arrested. Why is everyone mad at me? Ma, why am I in jail? Why won't anybody talk to me? <laughs> People keep sending me a voicemail. He woke up the next morning in jail. Police got him up to speed. Uh, with the timeline of his behavior, he started out like many out-of-control drunks do by taking off his shirt. He's like, well, there's no rules. Then he ran to a gas station and started urinating on the side of the car. Okay. A car, just a car, just a random car. He's peeing on this car. Not even his car. He then... (laughs) Inappropriate. He then opened the rear door of the car and continued urinating on a nine-year-old boy who was in the back seat. (laughs) We're not supposed to be laughing, but that kid has just had two crimes committed against him. He's he's had a grown man flash his genitals, and he's also been micturated upon. Sir, why are you peeing on me? (laughs) The disrespect. The man then collapsed in the middle of the road, forcing drivers to swerve to avoid hitting him and killing them. He eventually got up and he ran over 
to a flock of sheep that were nearby and proceeded to yell at the sheep. And that's where, obviously, cops found him. Usually when you pee on a child, the cops are called immediately, so it didn't take much uh, much time for the police to get there. They found him arguing with the sheep, so they placed him under arrest. You're all a bunch of sheeple. He then appeared in court. He told the judge that, thankfully, he had no recollection of anything that had happened the previous day, and he couldn't think of any reason why he would have yelled at the sheep. The, the uh, judge told him, you have no recollection of the incident, obviously, because you were drunk. Yeah, I don't think I would tell a judge, yo, I don't remember any of that, man. Not even with that time when I peed on that kid. No, no. It's like it never even happened. I have no embarrassment. I don't even remember it. No, how about that poop that, smoothie? That, that kid's going to remember that day for the rest yeah, of his life. Yeah, I'll never nine, forget. Nine-year-old, nine you, you register memories forever. Yeah. That's what you get, though, for not having the child locks on the cars. Yeah. You, know, you get out of the car, man, but you got to pop that lock, man. You don't want somebody opening up that door and peeing on your child. For, the rest, right. of, for the, rest of, the rest of that kid's life, anybody approaches his car, he's like, oh, no, here it goes again. Yeah, yeah he's going to hope it's a carjacking. <laughs> now, how about that poop smoothie? How about that poop smoothie, smoothie for $7,000? This sounds, like, absolutely miserable. A 26-year-old uh, guy, his name is Jake. Jake agreed to drink a life-threatening concoction of a cloudy, salty liquid that contained a bacteria <laughs> that is usually found in poop. The poop of people who were infected. Oh, so it's sickly people's poop. Right. And it's all in the name of science. They, The guy, uh, Jake, drank a shot glass amount of liquid knowing it would produce, it possibly would produce a miserable case of dysentery. But he did it for the sake of research. Yeah, hey, a little dysentery before beach season is a nice way to tighten up the rig. The part about this story that sucks is because you got half these people that are drinking the poop stew, and the other half of the people are getting the placebo. <laughs> That's the part that sucks because you're like, come on, motherfucking placebo, help me. Cloudy and cloudy water to me says like it's the, you know that water from that poo that was sitting there all day. Yeah, you got it out of the creek. Ugh. The man was one of 16 healthy young adults participating in an 11-day trial at the University of Maryland in an attempt to te- uh, test the effectiveness of a vaccine. You know, against the dysentery, uh, they received a payday in exchange. Obviously, which is great if you got got the placebo. There better be some money here to make this worth my time. The the man Jake says the symptoms from the trial resulted in the worst eight hours of my life, but he would do it all again because he earned more than seven thousand dollars to be a part of this to find this vaccine. He looks like a West Borland. He looks like Wes Borland from Limp Biscuit if he was, you know, like a nurse practitioner or something. You come home, you're like, hey, babe, great news. I got $7,000. She's like, where'd you come up with that, babe? And you're like, I don't want to talk about it. Dude, for f- don't kiss me. What he me- says, I don't want to make myself out to be Mother Teresa here. Uh, <laughs> I would not have done this for free. It's a big ask to ask somebody for dysentery. He says, the entire time I was like, wow, this is an awful disease. <laughs> Uh, let me see what dysentery has. Like, what, what are well, some of the we'll get to it. He's he's got them all. He says uh, the sickness is caused by drinking contaminated water, or eating ill prepared food, or coming in t- contact, uh oh, with someone's infected bowel movements. Oh, oh, how would you do that? 
If all goes uh, if all goes well, by the way, the the trials uh, they proved that the vaccine was effective. So the guy did good work. Just you know, he was unlucky and he didn't receive the placebo injection. Um, he said, uh, "Oh, they were testing the vaccine. Some of the guys were vaccinated. Other guys were unvaccinated. They all had to drink the poo cocktail, actually." And uh, those that were vaccinated, hey, it was a good day. Those who weren't vaccinated, hey, here's eight hours of misery. Unfortunately for him, he ended up with one of the worst cases of dysentery. His symptoms started about 40 hours. Whoa, that far? His symptoms started about 40 hours after drinking the bacteria water. Oh, man. So for like a day and a half, he's like, I'm in the clear. I fucking made it. Oh, no. He had cramps and chills at first. That quickly turned uh, took a turn for the worst. 103 degree fever, diarrhea, and oh no, bloody stool. Hey, I'm gonna have to sit somewhere else. I'm looking to hear the uh, symptoms of dysentery. In addition to the ones you'd mentioned, which include diarrhea, a bloody stool, you could also have extreme flatulence. So you don't know if it's gonna be a shitty. Well, that's what he goes on to say. He says, I truly felt like I could not move. Every movement in the bathroom to get up to wash my hands or grab a paper towel, I would lay back down on the ground and sit there for five minutes. (laughs) I think when he says sit there, he meant shit there for five minutes. Hey, you also have the inability to empty your bowels, so it just feels like you can never get it all out. Like it's always in there coming and just it keeps coming. That's weird. I can't even imagine how terrible that is. And you could also get abdominal cramping. Oh my god! It's funny. I'm looking at his uh, at his uh, Twitter page, and he was posting memes while it was all happening. <laughs> happening, and one of them was a Care Bear laying in a patch of grass. It says, "Everything will be okay when the worms eat my body." <laughs> uh, how long did it last? Just a day. He said that uh, the nurses gave him liters of Gatorade to rehydrate him. Uh, no, we called it a sad Gatorade. They gave him some sort of a rehydration solution that didn't have any sweet or salty solution in it. Uh, there was no delicious flavoring or coloring, uh, <laughs> but it was meant to keep him going. <laughs> After, uh, he said, eventually he was given an antibiotic. Once he received the antibiotic, about four hours later, he started feeling a little bit better, going from death's door to at least feeling like he was alive with the ability to walk. But it did take a lot of effort. I like that they made him suffer. He's like four hours later. Like, now, well, we don't think you're ready for the pill yet. But it's like a guy standing there with his sandwich when you're starving. He's like, ah, check back in with me at five thirty. Yeah, we'll see how far you can push this. Keep going, buddy. You're like, I can't get on the toilet. He said, I was exhausted. I felt miserable, but I didn't feel fear. What? I <laughs> Because Jesus was sitting hey, right next hey, to me. He called me a chicken shit when I would have been terrified. He said, I knew this is something I signed up for and it will pass. I'm not going to die or anything. Yeah, okay. If I did get the vaccine, uh, that would have been really bad news for the vaccine. So again, he's standing by the fact that he's doing something uh, honorable here by being a part of this. <laughs> I'm a hero. Yeah. Oh. Uh, sometimes you got to let other people pick up the slack. All right, this guy, he, this this guy, he's a big baby. This guy has donated sperm. And his sperm has fathered 47 kids. And now he's crying because women don't want to date him. Well, um, 
Of course not. You've got 47 kids, and there's always the possibility, I think, because of laws and disclosure, that those kids eventually someday can come back and find you. Even though you're a sperm donor, I think that if they want to bad enough, they can come find you and say, hey, hey, you're my dad. You can have a new kid knock at your door every six months for 23 years. And now he oh, says that his love this? life is, is ruined. I guess you could say his love life has been... <laughs> Sperminated. <laughs> <laughs> he can't say he can't do this to himself and then say it's been ruined. You did this to yourself. He says. Uh, he says the whole thing has torpedoed his chances of finding uh, a permanent girlfriend uh, or wife or whatever. He said women aren't interested in dating me. Yeah, no shit, man. He got forty-seven children, and you also, idiot, you walk around with a shirt on that says sperm donor. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, what store in the mall did he buy that? Spencer's? What was that? David Barry's? What was the name of that place? Yeah, I'm a sperm donor. Yeah. Because then the woman's going to be like, what's up with the shirt? Are you just an asshole? He's like, no, actually, I've fathered 47 children through my sperm donation. Yeah, nobody's going to ask him, are you really a sperm donor? They're going to think you're just some sort of a weirdo Facebook pervert. That's a shirt that you think is hilarious to wear out to a party when you're 17 or like 18. Right. Yeah, guess what out. you don't sperm donate. Donor. Guess what you never donate when you're wearing a sperm donor t-shirt. Sperm, right? Nobody wants to fuck a guy in a sperm donor t-shirt. Well, you I can mean, write I'm, that I'm down sure, in I'm, stone. I'm sure it may have happened once or twice. Never, it's never happened. He claims that 1,000 women have requested his semen. Like the guy in the federal breast inspector shirt, no woman's popped out her titties and been like, all right, what do you think of these? Check them out. Check them out. Give them the old once over. Kick the tires. Or the guy in the t-shirt that says, I'm not a gynecologist, but I'll take a look. <laughs> all right, you know what? That shirt's dumb, but I get a chuckle out of it every time. The older and creepier the man, the better it is. He said he first started donating sperm when he was 22. He says... When he, uh, he felt traditional sperm banks were cold and clinical and wanted to know where his sperm was actually going. So his, uh, the entrepreneur began promoting his free service on Instagram. Soon scores of aspiring mothers came and knocking. And soon, uh, as soon as two years after donating, I got more attention and that's when I was actively donating more. I had a few successful pregnancies, so I started receiving messages on my Instagram from women I was really surprised about, yada, yada, yada. So this is a business he built himself. Yeah, on Instagram. He, he didn't just go to like, some anonymous bank. He's like, I'm doing it on social media. Come get your sperm. Yeah, after he donated at a clinic and he didn't like it, he started his own. He said, despite the fact the scores of women desire his sperm, the, the uh, serial surrogate says that he's now having trouble finding that special someone. I've had women interested in possible relationships, but it never goes anywhere. I, th- I think it's less the fact he's sired 47 children through his sperm and more the fact that he's doing it all himself on Instagram. Yeah, he says, I've accepted my decision to donate sperm, but I realize that dating may never be the same as it once was for me. He's still hoping that that special lady comes along and he'd be happy to indulge something more. If I could start a family of my own, that would be great. He says, the joy I receive from this is the best feeling in the world. He openly meets his children, regardless of whether they're actually his to care for, he says. All yeah. right. I mean, that's pretty cool. Does he wear the sperm donor t-shirt when he does it? Wow. But again, there's 47 of them, and I don't think some woman wants, you know, 47 kids knocking on the door.
You never know when another one's going to show up. Well, being a stepmom to like two or three kids is one thing, but 47 people. Oh, look at this. Hey, he's on a sperm donation tour right now with recent stops in Scotland and Germany. Per his Instagram page, he has at least three kids in the UK. A charitable soul recently donated sperm to one woman. Oh, giggity. Naturally, he says. Oh, at first, she was nervous, but after talking a bit, she told me how happy she was. We realized we had a lot in common, which I find is always great. We even discussed staying in contact. You know, so one of them, he didn't have to dump in a cup. He actually got to, got to be there uh, you know, which for, is, the, for the fun part. Which is probably what he was hoping for when he started this business. Right. Oh, dude, this is going to be great. They're all going to want to fuck me for kids. Uh, by the way, they, they actually encourage you to please... Um, Sperm donors and patients, please go to a licensed clinic. Yes. Where medical and legal issues are taken care of. <laughs> That's a guy named Todd in a sperm donor shirt. Yeah, there's no paperwork. You know, when the kid is old enough to say, hey, I'd like to meet my dad, they have to find him on fucking Instagram. Well, good luck up there, buddy. Good luck. Knock, knock. Who's there? The guy masturbating on FaceTime. <laughs> Hey, I can't wait to share that joke with my fucking nephew. He's five and loves knock-knock jokes. I'm going to blow his mind. Interrupting cow, nothing. Check this out. Meet Beater on FaceTime. <laughs> Guy masturbating on FaceTime. If someone FaceTimed Ooh. you and it was an unknown number, you would probably pick up, right? Because I, you you only think that people who know you well have you know would FaceTime you. When you hear that FaceTime, I, I, I start to panic because I'm like, oh god, what what is this? I would get tricked into it every single time because I think that you would only FaceTime somebody that you're comfortable that you seeing them and them seeing you, right? Yeah, like you would never FaceTime. Um, I wouldn't FaceTime my dentist to make an appointment. I wouldn't fucking FaceTime, you know, anybody outside of my family, I don't think. But people were getting calls from unknown numbers and answering them. I and, definitely uh, wouldn't do that. On the other end of the line was a Florida painter who is now facing some charges. Thanks to the FaceTime calls that he made earlier this year. His name is Adam Smith. He called numerous random phone numbers. And people would answer his call. They were presented with the, with the sight of... Adam Smith, completely nude, standing in front of the camera, stroking his penis. <laughs> Still better than a robocall or a telemarketer. Uh, they make a note that while one of the victims was very shocked, they managed to take a screenshot of the defendant. The screenshot showed tattoos identical to the one that Adam Smith has, leading police to arrest him. Hey, these charges are fucking felonies. Oh, Get him. Because you're using a Federal Communications Commission uh, thing, right? It's the phone. Are you a lawyer? You're just not telling anyone. <laughs> no, but it's like anything involved with the mailbox. You're like, oh, Are yeah. you in it? Oh, yeah. You smashed the mailbox? Federal crime. Use the telephone? Federal crime. The charges are actually felonies because they were upgraded due, due to his conviction in 2019 oh. of indecent exposure and drug charges. Uh, that time he was arrested for pulling up beside a woman and pleasuring himself <laughs> while he stared at her. Hey, beating the, the, his meat. The, the FaceTime thing is so awful. <laughs> oh, who's this? Hello? <laughs> uh, oh, is that oh. is that you, Mima? Is that you? <laughs> what if it's your Mima who picks up or somebody you know? 
Yikes. Like, if that happened to me or that happened to you, we would probably think it was the funniest thing in the world, but... Oh, yeah. What's a, what is a screen grab, screen recording? What do you do? How do you do that? You push that little red button. You're like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and document this to show people. You probably regret it because you and I would keep calling him back. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I'm like, hey, I, did, I noticed you didn't. You weren't done. You get, you got finished, man. You got to finish this thing. How do you even come up with that as a thing? I know the chat roulette back in the day. Be like, dude, dude, somebody jerking off. Wow. That's so funny, though, because you have his number. I mean, you could, you know, track him down anytime. Yeah. I just, I don't know, one of those horny, desperate, losery things. All right. Here's our worst person on the planet. And, you know, somebody's got to lead the charge. Just That's just the way that life works. You know, I don't care if you want to keep the internet pornography password free nobody's going to raise their hand and say you know what i'm going to be the guy that writes out the sign i'm going to carry it on the steps of capitol hill and i'm going to say keep porno password free didn't we have a guy about a year and a half ago that tried to do something it wasn't password but there was something to do with porno or he wanted like he wanted it to be made safe for the workplace or something and we said yeah that's the working class hero that we all deserve but you're on your own on this buddy because i don't want my name attached to this porno project you've got going on we can't even sign the petition well evidently somebody has to always lead the charge Enter this man. His name is Patrick. He's 44 years old. He's German. Germany. He was adopted as a child. Now he wants to make sure that incest is legal. Mm. Mm. This uh, 44-year-old man adopted as a kid. He did not meet his younger sister, Susan, until he tracked down his natural family when he was in his 20s. So about 20 years ago. Oh, he I said, see you know what? I need to go meet my family. Uh, after he moved into the mother's home, he and his sister began having sex a month after meeting. They began a romantic relationship. Fucking hell, man. So, so they so they knew it wasn't like they just met at a bar one day randomly and found out after the fact. No. They knew straight away. The couple have long defended their relationship. Oh, boy. You know what's more insane than, oh, stepsister? Oh, sister? Yeah. Uh, they went on to have four children between tw- 2001 and 2005. Uh, let Did it be- mom, mom and dad care to weigh in on this at all? Uh, let, their parents? Let it be noted that two of the children are disabled because that's what happens with incest. So this guy says, we do not feel guilty about what has happened between us. We want the law which makes incest a crime to be abolished. Again. Stepping out and raising your hand and saying, I would like this to come to an end. It's a bold move, Cotton. Even if that's like a thing you thought about or were into or whatever, you don't want your name out there. The man was the third of eight children born into a poor, uneducated, obviously dysfunctional family. Uh, The father of the family is now dead. Oh, my God. The father attacked him with a knife when he was three. Uh, that's when he was uh, given to the court and was later adopted. Uh, Susan, the sister slash mother slash wife, was born into the same unhappy family on the same day that her parents' divorce was finalized. Her childhood was obviously shitty. Her chain-smoking, unemployed mother, often having her at home alone. Oh, the mom would also entertain lovers while the children were present. So obviously everybody in this family is fucked. Yeah. All right. Now it's starting to make at least a little more sense. 
poorly educated and un- barely able to ride. Susan has previously spoken uh, spoken of being unloved and a burden to her mother, six other brothers and sisters. Uh, uh, oh man, uh, s- s- six other brothers and sisters died in childhood. One was run over and killed at age six. Shit. One died at age eight. And uh, when the when the guy uh, he decided to find his biological parents four later four years later he tracked down his mother and discovered Susan he moved in yuck gross they allowed the the, the, the siblings to share a bedroom Oof. he said we both stay up late into the night and talk to each other about our hopes and dreams yeah you fucking had none coming from this family. Man, when you said the story, you had a lot of them coming from this family. Yeah, when you said the story initially, I thought it was going to be like a weird pervert couple, but now I'm sad. Oh, here's the good news. The good news is mom died of a heart attack about six months after. Uh, She found out? Yeah. Fucking? No, she didn't even find out. No. Yikes. Uh, So there was these two against the world. Mm. The guy says, I became the head of the family and I wanted to protect my sister. Yeah, what a weird way to go about it. Yeah, there's a million other ways you could do that, guy. Yeah. And, you know, uh, fucking her and having kids with her. Wow, weird, man. He's sitting on, like, the, like, you know, whatever the capital of Germany is. Let me see his, let me see his picture. They're sitting on the steps. They're like, yeah, freedom from, freedom from incest laws. (laughs) Weird, man. He's got that weird haircut, like he had a buzz cut nine months ago, but just hasn't touched it since. Yeah. It's growing out all weird. Yeah. Uh, at one point in time, the couple were tried for incest. Um, How were they not found guilty? There's uh, proof the, right there. Yeah, the guy received uh, the the guy received a year suspended jail term after being found guilty on all counts. It's got to make it rough to find a job. They're like, all right, we'll do a quick background check and get back. Yeah. yeah what does is, what is Jeff Foxworthy say? Your family tree is a stump. Duh, it's, yeah. a, it's a wreath. Yeah, that's it. Yikes. So there you go. Obviously, those are the worst people on the planet. Boy, that story makes me feel uncomfortable and filthy. Yeah. It doesn't make you feel good. All right, so there you go. There's the worst person on the planet. And that uh, concludes this week's episode. I told you, man, it was going to be a weird one. I wasn't kidding. That concludes this week's episode. Here's your freaking podcast again. Uh, stay up to date, all things JLNK. Tell a friend, share the message. We'll make this a universal thing before you know it. Uh, just head over to jlnkshow.com and share it on social media. Until then, uh, you get a new episode every week, so we will see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.